Welcome to Earth Tones, a podcast for creative souls and spiritual entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Allison Keslow. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast show. You're listening to Earth Tones and all the sounds around you. I wanted for some time now to have a podcast show and talk about people's creative endeavors and the stories of our lives having a creative existence in a spiritual world. I wanted to share stories about being creative while creating abundance and connecting to our true nature. For those of you who know me, I'm a bassist and I love performing. Grooves, earth tone feels, are a form of meditation for me. I play electric bass, and I dabble on upright, and am a music educator and composer. I live outside Boston with my family, and I'm originally from New York. I am broadcasting right now from our studio in Sudbury. So I play bass, piano, and flute, and have given lessons on these instruments for many years. I was always teaching reading, rhythm, harmony, melody and composition, music history, and those are all great things, but they are not all the lessons we need to learn. I noticed after music classes I taught, sessions I've had with students and professional musicians, and my experiences in the music profession, that we don't just need key centers and feel. And we don't just need to know what scales work over what chords. We need connection to our emotional body and a sense of purpose in an artistic field to feel like we belong. So we can take our life journeys through music, art, dance, sculpture, woodmaking, photography, and share with others and help others find balance and purpose in their lives through creative pursuits that connect them to their spiritual nature. So as I mentioned earlier, I wanted to, for some time now, have a podcast show. I wanted to try something new. I wanted to help or entertain or inspire others and learn from great minds through my interviews on this show. 2020, We had a global pandemic, and we were forced to go within. Even if some people say it was a good year, I got to spend less time at work or more time at home with my family. There were still moments when you had to tune in, where you had to learn something new about yourself. So that's what 2020 was all about. That's the galactic energy that resonates with me. If it doesn't resonate with you, that's cool too. But in 2021, and we're a little more than halfway through, in 2021, we're being called to take the epiphanies we learned from isolation in 2020 and turn them into our reality. It's eclipse season. Things are changing rapidly, quickly. But it's projection in the right direction. How can I grow? The shadows that we saw in 2020 We have to let go of for good. 2021 is about, what can I learn from all this? How can I grow? Today's show, I interviewed one of my good friends, a yoga specialist 
who I have been a student of for many years, Catherine McLean. Before I get to my pilot interview with Catherine, I wanted to talk about some thoughts I have and something that Catherine and I touched upon in our interview that is so important to bring to whatever it is we do. Not just creative pursuits. It's our awareness of our energy. I did a few Zoom workshops this past year in 2021 on energy protection tools for musicians and artists. We came here as artists to change the vibrations on the earth. Creative passions are important. Your artistry and your sensitivity are your strengths rather than your weaknesses. To help and inspire others through our work, it's important to remember self-care. Some strategies that I find work to transform your energy so you can feel more balanced in your life and from that state you can dive into your own unique music and creative abilities, I'm going to share with you now. So these are really powerful, especially if you use them consistently and you can try to use them regularly for two to three weeks and longer if you can. So the first one is to prep your energy. Every morning, take 15 minutes for yourself to practice your art. Meditate, exercise or journal. You can also have a stretching or a light exercise routine. Read, take a walk, or listen to music or dance. So create a routine, preferably in the morning, where you can tap into your desires and goals. Before you leave home, Imagine yourself in a golden bubble of light protecting your highest knowing and intentions. Know that that bubble will protect you. You can even imagine an invisible zipper to close that bubble from toxic vibes. So if any negative energy touches it, it'll just bounce off and be recycled into mother nature. Another energy protection I like to use is to differentiate your energy from others. Do you know the difference between your own energy and the energy of others? Musicians, creative people, and empathetic people are more naturally in tune to others. When we are around a lot of other people's energy all the time, we can get drained. When you meet someone who is draining and you start suddenly feel anxious, sad, angry, just ask yourself, is this feeling or emotion mine or theirs? Notice your automatic response. We all have energy fields around our bodies. Some people call it aura. Our auras can actually extend way out beyond our bodies. When your energy field overlaps another, you start absorbing other people's stress and physical symptoms. Imagine this negative energy leaving your body or you may decide to leave altogether. You do not have to carry what doesn't belong to you. Usually within five to 10 minutes, you will feel relief and be able to focus on what serves you better. Given that the energy or sensations you were feeling were not yours in the first place, you can return to your goals and intentions. It's also important to know your own energy. Spend some time by yourself every day if you can, and feel like what it's like to be alone. Do you feel peaceful, happy, relaxed, 
nervous? Are you balanced in this moment? It's okay to ask yourself this and always pay attention to how you're feeling. When you go out into the world, you will remember then and you will be able to uh, identify toxic or unfamiliar energy. The goal is to separate your energy from others and create a stable sense of self. Another way to protect your energy as an artist is to really practice boundaries. Boundaries are essential. For creative types and teachers, it's like drinking water every day. Boundaries help you maintain your energy and allow you to use your free time to create art and music. Your artistry inspires and helps others. Say no to activities and people that do not serve you. Think about saying yes only to the things that nourish your creative soul. Ask yourself, what does my spirit or inner muse want to do in this situation? How do I want to feel? Remind yourself that you are worthy of dedicating your time to your own artistic projects and that you will in turn inspire and help others. Finally, for me, having a hectic life of performing, teaching, family, creative projects, I need transition time. Here is why transition time is crucial for sensitive and creative individuals. It allows you to separate your energy from the last task or group of people and tune back into your own energy. Artists and teachers become fully immersed in whatever it is they're doing. Giving yourself time after an event will allow you to disconnect your emotions from your current state of being, doing, and thinking. You can arrive at events or appointments early. You can also spend time in your car before an event. Just slow down and notice what your energy feels like and notice how much lighter you feel by the end of the day. You can stay and listen to a, your whole favorite song in the car when it comes on. Even if you give yourself a few minutes, it will make a difference in your day. Okay, in this episode, I'm chatting with yoga instructor, energy healer, meditation specialist, and my good friend, Katherine McLean. Katherine is a certified Hatha yoga instructor, licensed nutritionist, and specializes in integrative healing arts, such as yoga, meditation, energy and sound healing, as well as nutrition and personal training. In our discussion, we talk about yoga, energy, chakras, meditation, and the poetry of 13th century poet Rumi. How did you get started in yoga? And why is it such a big part of your life? Uh, let's see, so when I was in high school, um, my mother started taking uh, yoga classes at the uh, Theosophical Society. And um, she used to, you know, do yoga in the living room. And so I became somewhat interested. And uh, then my sister, my older sister, gave me the book um, Autobiography of a Yogi, which is a, a spiritual uh, classic from India by oh. Yogananda. And um, actually, um, a little aside, uh, Steve Jobs um, used to give everyone he knew this a copy of this book. 
Why do people come to yoga class? And why is yoga so powerful? You know, um, people come to class uh, for the physical relaxation. They come for the uh, meditative aspect of yoga. And they also come for the spiritual dimension. So I think because it feeds the whole person, this is why it's so attractive. How can people better protect their energy? And why is it so important? I think it's important for everybody to really respect their energy. Mm. And one uh, way to do that is first to become conscious, you know, to be have enough space in your life and in, in your mind that you're aware of, you know, where, what's, what am I doing with my energy? What's, what's drawing on my energy? And then begin to set limits so that you, so that you care for yourself. In your yoga classes, you introduced me to Rumi. I love his quote, there is a field between right and wrong. I'll meet you there. Can you talk a little bit about the imagery of the field? Well, I think that's the dimension uh, that we open to in yoga, right? We open beyond judgment, beyond the, um, the state of duality, right? Right doing mm. and wrong doing this and that. We, we shift from that dimension of duality into the dimension of unity, right? Where yes. we meet in that field where we are one. Rumi talks a lot about love in his poetry. Why do you think that is? Yeah, so um, Rumi had such an, a powerful spiritual opening that I, I feel that this is what his experience was. You know, many of us, we have in our lives, you know, some, some moments where we feel the pure love, right? Like not the love from our emotional heart or from our, um, you know, our psychological heart, but really from our deep heart, from the pure love that we're made of. And um, what happened in Rumi's life is that he fell into that love and he stayed there. Yes. Yeah, love is so important. And self-love, don't you think? Yeah, I'd like to give everybody right now a little taste of this, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, th this is something that we can all do when we're feeling perhaps a little bit off. Just take your one of your hands and place it right over the center of your chest and close your eyes. And maybe even imagine a, a sun like shining in your heart and feel that radiance through your whole being. So this is a practice, you know, a portable practice that everybody can use to come back into this deep remembrance. From Rumi's poetry, we also learn about meditation and silence. All is known in the sacredness of silence. How can people become more comfortable with silence? Why is silence important? Uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, most of the day our mind is chattering to us, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, when we're involved in all that mind chattering, we can't access the deeper aspects of ourselves. And silence, if you think about the universe, the universe is completely filled with silence, but it's a living silence. And 
it's a silence through which communication happens that's not through sound, so to speak. Hmm. Some things can only be communicated through silence, like the deep truths about who we are can only be communicated through silence because words are structures and silence is beyond structure. Yes. Yes. It's fluid. It's all yeah. around us. Right. And it's full of intelligence. You know, it's full of wisdom, love and intelligence. So it's like this living feel that we're embedded in. And so when we become silent, we begin to resonate with this field and receive the benefits from it. Chakras are so important to yoga. Can you tell us a little bit about chakras and why they're important to our practice? So the chakras are, um, we have just like we have a physical body, we have a subtle energy body. In, the, uh, in our subtle energy body, we have these centers where uh, all the energy sort of meets and we have seven of these centers and these centers correspond to uh, levels of consciousness. Mm. So they're like energy centers? Yeah, so for example, if you think of your third eye center, you might think of it as your wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all sort of have this unconscious sense that the wisdom is from the head and that the throat is from the, um, you know, the self-expression, the heart is love, right? Yes, yes. You know, our base center is uh, rooted to the earth. So all of these centers corresponding to different levels of consciousness. How are the lower chakras different than the upper chakras? Um, There's seven, right? Yes. Uh, different cultures have different amounts, you know, and now some people are saying there's 13 and, you know, oh. people who can see more than one dimension, <laughs> they see more chakras, right? Oh, right. But, but traditionally, um, you know, we talk about seven. And the lower centers, um, you know, they're just as spiritual as the higher centers. Um, the root center, you know, grounding us in our stability, in our rootedness, in our presence. Mm. Our second center, um, called the Hara, also called in, you know, um, you know, Taoism is called the Lower Dantian. Super important center in that it's the center of, uh, presence yeah mm -hmm. and uh presence and vitality you know if you think about this is where our our navel it's uh is it's where we're connected right physically to the universe so there's sort of like this energetic connection uh from our navel center to all that is how can people learn from their chakras do you think creative people manifest stuck energy in certain areas I'm just wondering, you know, I think um, everybody, not only creative people, you know, we all get stuck at different times in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that can help is uh, simply bringing your awareness and breathing in and out of that center. So you might think of it as a horizontal breath. So let's say you're, you're you know, let's say you have difficulty expressing yourself, uh, you know, verbally. You might bring your awareness to your throat center and begin breathing in and out horizontally. Just spend time there. You know, as you, awareness is super intelligent. So as you bring your awareness and it's flowing in and out on the breath there, it helps to begin to open the center. 
Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for being my very first interview. It's been so enjoyable and informative having you here. Well, this has been an absolute joy, Allison. You know, it's an honor to be your uh, guest. It's an honor <laughs> to you. be your friend. Thank you for being here. You can contact Catherine or request information about her yoga classes, energy healing, and other classes by visiting her website or by contacting Roots and Wings Yoga in Natick, Massachusetts or Open Spirit in Framingham. I'll have all the information listed below. Thank you for tuning into Earth Tones. See you next time. Goodbye.